For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. This is the sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fist, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling um. side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Press discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. 
Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. All right, folks, you're listening to In the Room. Yours truly, Total Protection, Misty Hughes, jamming it out right here on In the Room. Check me out sometimes. I am the man, the only man, who stole the Undertaker's urn. In the Room, everybody, it's going down live. But welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Once again, it's in the room on the VOC Nation radio network at VOCNation.com. I'm Brady Hicks, and I'm I'm so happy to be here tonight, guys. We're going to have a great time. I can feel it. I can feel the energy. The, uh, the video stream is going strong. By the way, be sure to check us out on YouTube. Just search VOC Nation. We've got something like 1.5 1. thousand... 1,500, something like that last week, uh, just for like little individual clips and stuff like that. So lots of great stuff. Uh, be sure to check it out, and of course, uh, on all your favorite podcast platforms as well. I'm Brady Hicks. I'm joined once again by the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Hey, Brady, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm... Uh, there's a spring in my step, and the weather was so beautiful today. My God, I uh, yes, it was. I wish it could last forever. Also joining us, the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, <laughs> Papa Stroh. What's going on, man? Man, it, life couldn't be better. I got my sprinklers on. Man, life is good. Oh, you're like AEW. You got your sprinklers on. I'm I'm living up Gilbert style, man. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) my friend and yours, maniac Matt Grimm, once again. What's going on, Matt? Uh, It's 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 another day, Brady. It's another Tuesday night. Here we are. Yeah. You know what that means? (laughs) (laughs) It means a bunch of things. But what do you have in mind? means about three hours of Instagram starting around midnight tonight. I'm only kidding. Uh, also joining oh. us, Ray Bogus. <laughs> What's going on, Ray? You look so serious. I, w- 
I will now do my impression of the AEW ring explosion. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to uh, to get in touch with us here tonight. And, and I'm excited to uh, talk with all you guys. I, I think we're going to have a great time. We're coming off, by and large, Matt, what I consider to be a very good AEW pay-per-view. I thought uh, most of the matches were pretty good. I mean, uh, there were one or two that weren't fantastic. But by and large, I thought it was a very good show. Um, I think, unfortunately, people are going to remember it for two things. They're going to remember it for... Uh, and uh, they're also going to remember it for uh, surprises that turned out to be no more of a surprise than if my neighbor knocked on my door and asked for milk. Uh, but it's okay. Um, Just be happy no. you're not the 7-Eleven. Mm. Ain't that the truth? I don't know. But by and large, I thought it was a good show. I really did. Yeah, I agree. Overall, it was it was I thought it was a really strong show. But like you said, it's it's like the way that it ended, unfortunately, immediately overshadowed all the work that Moxley and Omega put in right before that, which yeah is unfortunate because even if you're not a fan of death matches, and I'm not blaming you if you're not, that was an intense match before that, and. It, it had built to a crescendo that, um, unfortunately, I, I don't, I mean, who knows? It was, obvi- now, you and I talked about this a little earlier, but obviously they were not going to blow up, you know, people in the ring. Like, murdering their wrestlers was not actually a realistic thing that was going to happen. But no, but I thought they would mutilate that. You know, Sorry. You, yeah, like just loss of, loss of a limb or two, right? Something but like that, yeah. With it's it's just disappointing that whatever you know fireworks explosion that they had ready to go off. I mean, I don't know what the scenario was, but it looks to me like maybe not everything went off the way it was supposed to. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I mentioned to Brady earlier was the uh, Sting Darby Allen Starks uh, Cage uh, theatrical matchup but that was pretty well done that was great yeah that was that was great yeah very enjoyable i yeah i don't i don't want to hear that wwe is the only one that can do that anymore uh yeah i mean listen i thought the ladder match was really good i thought that match was really good uh, there were a few uh ray i was saying to everybody else i don't think i mentioned it to you but like all this was made about this hype about christian coming in and like oh my god christian like i feel like ethan page is going to be a much bigger addition to that roster over time. I think Ethan Page is going to be a lot bigger addition to that roster over the short term as well. I mean, it's, well, and this is nothing against Christian, but he's old and he's, he's not, older than me. He's, he's old and he's not. Look, when you, when you look at the, when you think about like guys who like, like they're valuable because of the name. I'm sorry, Christian is just not one of them. Um, I'm with you guys. I thought it was a, overall a really good pay per view. Uh, the the Sting match. I, I agree. I was pleasantly surprised by it. I there there were low expectations for me going into going into that match. 
I um the the people I was watching it with were were hoping that after after the the non explosion, were hoping that what we would see is like Moxley pull out like a green wire showing that he in fact has outsmarted Kenny Omega one <laughs> final time before he before he rides off. And that probably would have saved it. I'm looking at overall Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was a really solid show, and I think they have a lot of nice things moving forward. I do too. I, I do too. Um, I mean, you put the Shockmaster incident aside, and, and no offense to uh, the Shockmaster, it was one of my favorite angles of all time. But you know, I think it's just something that that's going to be what people remember. You know, but um, from top to bottom, I thought by and large it was a very good show. And I definitely want to talk to you guys about that tonight. Uh, 914-338-1885. Matt, I know your topic tonight specifically delved into uh, the idea that fans probably would have been a little more gentler to this if it had been WWE that messed that up as opposed to AEW. I, I think there's a segment of the fan base out there that is definitely... I feel like they look very closely at AEW for the moments when, you know, uh, when, when, when the strings are showing on screen, so to speak, and, you know, mm-hmm. pointing out every time AEW has, you know, a, a slightly rougher edges around the corners than WWE does. Um, I mean, part of me just kind of feels that, like, WWE basically conditioned pro wrestling fans in the United States, most pro wrestling fans in the United States over the last close to 20 years at this point to mm-hmm. accept them as the default in re- the default, everything in wrestling really. Um, and they did it while go offering at least 15 years worth of flat out bad television. And that's not to say that every segment over the last 15 plus years has been bad but by and large, top to bottom, their shows, with the exception of NXT in, in the teens, ironically, NXT got worse once it moved to USA. Um, but Raw and SmackDown have been bad shows for a long time. And I just kind of feel that part of it has to do with WWE being the main option that people go to. I mean, whether it's fair or not, I think a lot of people have overlooked Impact Wrestling for most of, yeah, really the entirety of its existence, um, whether that's fair or not. And I think people just had one option for a long time, and WWE is very slick about the way that they produce things. Um, but I, it, it's, it just strikes me as odd that, like, you know, every time that there's something going on with AEW where, you know, the, the roughness around the edges and the lack of polish gets exposed a little bit. People harp all over it as if, you know, well, Vince was right. The, he's a genius. These guys are nothing. And I, I think all that's kind of an exaggeration, to be honest. Um, especially when you consider, I, look, did you watch Raw last night? Aside from Bobby Lashley killing the Miz at the beginning of the show, did anything else good happen last night? I mean, I, it was another typical episode of Raw. Um, either the matches were inconsequential or went nowhere, 
or you have a rematch of a match that you literally had last week um, with, a, with just a different result. And that's been WWE's method of – I mean, how many times can we watch Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt fight again? How many times can we watch Drew McIntyre and Sheamus fight again? Um, and this, is, this has just been their MO for such a long time. Put the same matches on TV over and over again. Trade wins. Nothing matters. No characters matter. Um, so it's just, I, to me, WWE is forced to be better when they have healthy competition. So I think it's actually better for WWE in the long run if AEW is successful. And successful doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to displace WWE. I don't think that would happen anytime soon, to be honest. But I think WWE is – the last time that it was compelling television was when they had a serious rival to play off of and try to one-up. So oh, sure. I honestly think sure. – I, I think it's just better for the program if all of these companies are successful right now. I think um, – I, I think first of all, I think you need to uh, understand exactly – and I don't mean you. I mean fans. You know, they need to learn – to uh, to temper their expectations of what they expect AEW to be able to do against WWE. Uh, for example, Ray, um, I happen to believe that ratings mean almost nothing anymore. Uh, there are so many other factors and people watching it by so many different ways now, uh, not necessarily live, uh, certainly not over traditional cable, um, that you really can't just say, oh, well, AEW is closing in on Raw and the ratings. Like, okay, maybe they are. Or maybe you're not factoring in all these other ways that people are able to consume Raw. Um, I don't think that AEW is going to overtake WWE in terms of a business model anytime soon. Um, They have uh, expanded uh, so greatly in the last 20 years that I just – I don't see that happening. Now, with that said, I think they can make very compelling competing television, and I think that's great. Uh, One more thing, Matt, I wanted to add before I kick it to somebody else. You're talking about rough around the edges – uh, to me, Rough Around the Edges is incomplete storylines. Kathy, uh, your good friend Ray Mysterio, right? Wasn't his daughter dating mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy up until a couple weeks ago? Uh, they dropped that out of nowhere. They, they dropped it out <laughs> yep. of nowhere. He went back to Seth Groveling, which defeats everything that they've done for the last six months. And uh, exactly. and uh, Ali is gone. Yep. Matt, to me, Matt, that's Rough Around the Edges. You know, you're presenting storyline. If if a TV show did that, if, if I'm watching, but right, what's a TV show that people watch? I got to tell you, I'm not the guy to kick it to for this. Okay, I, okay. Um, True Blood. Oh, True Blood. I was going to say, the let's old. say, I, no, I've never seen True Blood. True I have Blood, the first yeah. season on Me DVD. Never seen. I was it. so ticked off of that ending, that season finale. <laughs> yeah, I'll, oh I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Let's say, and I'm not a fan of Big Bang Theory, but let's say Big Bang Theory. I know that was a huge show for a long time. Matt, if if, if Sheldon took a trip to Mexico and he was held hostage there, and this was a storyline, not going to happen, obviously, because I know nothing about the show whatsoever. I just know the character's name. But then the next episode, he's back, and there's no mention of it. I would call that kind of sloppy, lazy writing, maybe a little rough around the edges. What AEW yeah, did yeah, I mean, was a mistake. I, I don't consider that rough around the edges. I think that's just that's a, that's a pyrotechnic mistake. Like yeah, when the Undertaker yeah. got burned by his own pyro. 
That was a mistake. Yeah, I, I think well, when I, I say rough around the edges, I'm talking about like when you've got you know some wrestlers who are on who you know have tons of potential and are good, but maybe aren't quite as polished as you know some of the people that you might see you. on WWE. Because whatever, yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, they're young, they haven't been training as long. Um, and that's not to say that any of the, these wrestlers aren't going to be outstanding, incredible someday. But, you know, the production right. values of AEW aren't, you know, like the entrances aren't quite as elaborate. They're, you know, and, and all of that's fine. That's what I mean when I say a little bit more rough around the edges. Um, not that the program well, is I mean, serious, that's true. But, like, but, but except, except, like, except for like, certain people. That's, sure, sure. In AEW. But there's certain people that are rough around you know the I, mean? I, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Some, I mean, some guys have some really cool entrances if you get my chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What yeah. Are you it, all right? depends on who you're, it all depends on who you're related to, I suppose. <laughs> um, so I think there's a couple of things to sort of, sort of pull back and look at when we come to this discussion. Uh, number one, um, I... I think that the the idea that people want AEW to just suddenly come in and be able to compete with WWE, you're right, that's ludicrous. That's not a realistic expectation. And the idea that that they're going that it would be good for WWE to have competition competition. I don't think that's anything necessary that we haven't talked about on this show a thousand times before. So that's not really the route that I want to go down. Um, number one, I would say that I would say that the I'm I'm with Brady on the idea that. Um, that there's plenty to WWE that is quote-unquote rough around the edges. And I would say that applies to the wrestlers too. Uh, how many times have we come in to this show and said, that, you know, X can't complete a sentence. Y can't do more than two moves. Like I would say there's plenty to WWE that's quote-unquote rough around the edges. I think they certainly have production value, that might not necessarily be within AEW's ballpark yet, or possibly ever, who knows. And the other thing I would say that WWE has going for that AEW does not is that WWE has a significant amount of history and gravitas behind it now, and I think that probably buys you some leeway, whether or not that's necessarily right or wrong. The other thing that I think AEW has going for it, and they're not helping matters with the with the, the exchange now, but there is a. I think there is a. If you're not WWE, you therefore must be TNA stigma. That mm. is that is attached. And look, um, I, I, people haven't paid attention to TNA for a long time, and and Matt's right for most of its existence. And the reason is because it has usually been a suck product that no one really needs uh, to watch in any, you know, real sense. So I think there is, fair or not, I think there is a stigma that AEW has to overcome because right now you and I know that AEW is not TNA. But some, some much more casual fan who... You know, maybe they like wrestling. They're not really satisfied with WWE, but every once in a while they put it on because it's wrestling and eh, whatever. They're not going to go to that alternative product if, if in their mind they say, well, if it's not WWE, it must be that TNA product, yeah, which is which is just atrocious. And I think that has a lot 
going. I think that has a lot to do with some of the criticism. The final thing that that I'll say to that is I'm look, I think there's a lot of people who do criticism of AEW wrong, just like I think there's a lot of people who do criticism of WWE wrong. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it all comes oh I'm not that boring. Um the uh that criticism doesn't always come from a negative place. I think a lot of times the criticism of AEW is people wanting them to be better and to learn from mistakes. And so I think that we need to remember that, uh, number one, when we're looking at people's criticisms of AEW, and number two, when people are criticizing AEW, they need to remember to do so from the frame of mind that this is not WWE, and so that criticism needs to be given through the kind of through the lens of what is this company realistically capable of doing right now, not what would we like this company be able to do in five years. Oh, for sure. For sure. And uh, I, I think that a lot of people make the mistake of comparing uh, AEW, Matt, to, uh, to companies that have tried in the past and come up short. And that's not necessarily fair. Uh, I feel like the uh, the uh, TNA comparisons. Uh, obviously, TNA wasn't successful for a lot of its time, but they had a, a brief run there. Um, you know, when they had Kurt Angle and they had Sting, and uh, there were a lot of Hall of Famers, quote unquote Hall of Famers, that were part of that roster. Um, and they were doing very. And ironically enough, Christian Cage was one of the top guys there. Um, you know, but I think to compare them to other companies that have fallen short isn't necessarily fair. I can understand the comparison because the rosters share a lot of the same guys. Um, But what they're trying to do is different, in my opinion. Um, They're infusing all these different different styles. You know, you've got these these guys doing stuff that they were doing in Japan, you know. They've got ultra-hardcore. They've got the Young Bucks, which is like its own style of wrestling in and of itself uh, that I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, they've got all this different stuff, and um, they're trying the hardest that they can, at least in my opinion, to give you that buffet, you know, to give you a taste of everything. And, and I think um, in that regard, I think they're very good at that, as opposed to, like, some of those other companies that just tried to shove random stuff down your throat. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I think, I think, that, and, and I, that's I think the it's, difference. And I, I, well, I, I think what it is is that it's, they're very successful at doing that. They're good at that so far. Yeah. They're not good at being WWE, but I mean, nobody really. I don't really expect them to be. Sure. What were you saying, Ray? Well, and 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 I guess I, I guess it's good that I guess it's good that Matt Matt said that first because there's there's another good thing to bring up there is that you don't want them to be WWE. You know, I wouldn't want AEW to become. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want AEW to end up just becoming another WWE with another Oh God, no! Oh God, no! Another SmackDown. No, no, you wouldn't want that. Mm-hmm. I would say if if there is a legitimate criticism of AEW, and I think there is, if there is, it's that they don't seem to learn from past mistakes. Um. 
when they make mistakes, they do seem to learn from it, and the product seems to get better and more consistent, and, hey, we're learning to not do this. But they don't seem to learn from past mistakes as well as, as, well as I would like them to. And I, I'm going to get – okay, here, here's your example. You go back to the Christian Cage sign. We've seen you go to and you go to you go to you go to Big Show getting signed, and I love Big Show. You know there was there was a time low these many many years ago that I would come on and almost was kind of a mark for Big Show. But we've had guys, we've had guys get signed by companies trying to sort of piggyback off the name they already made before, and it just doesn't really ever work out. And so I, you know, my fear is that, you know, they're going to have, they're going to have, you know, Christian sign up, sign this contract, and he's going to take time away from some of that buffet, which then sort of defeats the entire purpose of watching AEW. I don't know. It's, I, I think that's a legitimate criticism. Now, some of these other things that that are that are critic and I, that are criticisms, I'm not necessarily sure uh, are fair. But I think I think that I think the idea that they don't necessarily learn from what has already been tried, I think, is a legitimate criticism. Oh, sure, absolutely. What about that new T-shirt he's got? Outwork everyone. <laughs> that's uh, interesting. It's well, actually there. I like that the um, I like that the T-shirt is designed so that it's actually three sentences. So it's out, which I guess means Christian's now playing a character of an alternative lifestyle, which we on this show don't have a problem with. Uh, but it is certainly a unique character. Um, and then the next sentence is work, which I guess means like, like means he's working you. Yeah, well, maybe he's or maybe he's going to have like a construction worker gimmick, like. It's like you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be lunch pail Christian or whatever, um, and then everyone. So maybe this is a thing where like Christian isn't gonna have his own angle, but he's just sort of around everyone else's angle. I uh, I can get behind it. I I can too. I can too. Uh, let's go to the phones. Actually, I I want to bring on uh, my one and only love, Kathy, because I know that she'll. Uh, uh, you know, I, I have to bring her on first for obvious reasons. What's going on, Kelly? Thanks for calling back, hon. How you doing, love? <laughs> What's up, Hi, buttercup? I'm, I'm doing all right. <laughs> uh, hey, Kelly. You're, uh, <laughs> you're a breath of fresh air. Because we're, we're diving oh. deep into this pay-per-view. And <laughs> like, it's like my favorite... Uh, my favorite radio talk show host, Terry Gross. Second favorite. Obviously behind you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Pressure is still we number one. We both tell now. a lot of stories. <laughs> yes, you both do tell a lot of stories. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, do you think there's yeah, comparisons going, to be everybody? made there? I'm only kidding. <laughs> um, well... <laughs> I guess it's okay you can to say start no. by saying you both live in Philadelphia. We could start with that, I suppose. <laughs> okay. That's a point of okay. comparison. Yeah. 
So there's so. a delay here where we're all talking on top of each other. So I, I, I guess the system is out of whack tonight, Kelly. But what's on your mind? Uh, well, you know, I haven't called in in a couple of weeks, and I have a little bit of energy tonight. I'm not too tired right now. <laughs> I would give a quick call in. It yeah, I mean, I know you and I just, just like talked me. about a couple of, you know, like wrestling things going on, you know. So I guess I'll start with I wanted to call in weeks ago, but I've just been, you know, so incredibly busy with work and other things related to work that I've either been working between 9 and 10 o'clock or just too dog tired to call in. So um, things have slowed down a little bit. So, um, yeah, you and I have talked about it. Like me with VOC Nation. What's that? Yeah, we have. (laughs) I said it's like me with VOC Nation. It keeps me very busy. Yes, it does. Yes, because if you're not not on the computer for work or you're not, you know, (laughs) then you're probably uploading stuff for uh, the website, as I found out when I asked you what you're up to. Absolutely. (laughs) um so the first thing i don't um so you and i were talking about how seth rollins came back but um becky lynch yeah i'm you should be impressed that i remember that name (laughs) um oh she's a bigger fan than she's right knowing kathy (laughs) (laughs) she watches all the shows with me now Um, and we were, um, I'm kidding. you and I were talking about, or I mentioned, you know, you were telling me that Seth Rollins kind of took like a paternity leave, you know, from, um, from wrestling. And I said, that was kind of cool, you know, that, um, that's really awesome that he did that. I think, you know, more men should do that and it should kind of be written in U.S. law that both, uh, both parents, whether they're, you know, two women, two men or a man and a woman, you know, um, if you adopt, obviously. Or I'm all for what have you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. As long as it's pain. So, um, much like to have in Europe, especially like in the Scandinavian countries. But anyway, I digress. So, um, you know, and I said, that's cool that he took some time off, but disappointed he didn't take off more time because you mentioned he kind of came back, you know, before Becky Lynch. I don't know when, she, I don't know when she's even scheduled to come back. So, I don't know that she's going to come back. I'm being honest, you know. I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess WWE will have to find a new new favorite female wrestler then. (laughs) Who will? I said so. I I said I guess WWE fandom will have to find um, you know another. yeah, like fandom. Yeah, we'll have to find another favorite. Yeah, I, was, I, thought you, I thought you said me. I was like, yeah, I, I um, I like Becky Lynch, no, but she ain't know, my favorite. No, I already know your favorite is. That's already done. What's that? <laughs> Jeez, we all know who Brady's favorite is, right, Kel? <laughs> I already know who your favorite is. Mm. So, it, there's a picture of her in our bathroom mirror, along next to the Star Wars picture. So, yeah, <laughs> I know who your favorite. Is. No. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I took a picture and I should um, somehow make sure it gets sent to you all. Yeah, there's a picture. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I can share it with them. Yeah, just a little, just a little. Me, yeah. yeah. Take a picture of our bathroom. Some, mirror something to wake up to every day, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh. And then the second thing that I was kind of complaining about, you know, which I know had you in stitches, was this the stupid pointing at the uh, at the stupid. 
WrestleMania sign. Right. Like, why the hell do they do that? I, that one bugs the hell out of me. Yeah, because I, I, know. I um, it, they should they should do it just for like once in a very rare. I don't know. It, I hate it, Stro. I hate yeah. it. I feel you. I feel you. It pain. irks me. It irks me. You know what yeah. it is, Kelly? They want they want their product to have the mentality of a five year old. Unless they're Basically. telling <laughs> dirty jokes. <laughs> then they want it to have that like an X rated mentality. But most of the time they want it to be for kids. So I don't know. I hate it. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's overdone. It looks stupid and it's random. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I think they're just trying to like get more people to sign up for the network or I guess Peacock or whatever. Since you said it's moving over yeah, to Peacock, yeah. so. it, it, to me it's lazy. Yeah. They, they made what three or four matches last year just because someone came out and pointed out the sign in the presence of someone else. Back in the day, that isn't how they used to start feuds, Joe. Uh-uh. I don't know. I can remember. Uh, <laughs> I can remember a, a Nitro episode where uh, where a young maestro actually came out <laughs> and pointed at an exit sign with a conductor's wand, and uh, then then a match broke out. I I distinctly remember that. Which. Um... Which particular one are you referring to? I don't recall <laughs> point to an exit sign. Um, nitro. Um, it was, I've done uh, a lot of things, crazy things there. I know for sure, but uh, <laughs> exit sign. Uh, you pointed to an exit sign on Nitro, and uh, then you fought Dean Belenko. Um Oh my God, I, I don't even remember. But I, I, I think I, you're I, making that up. You're making that up. No, it's a very rarely aired <laughs> match. Um, <laughs> then again, then my his, memory escapes me on quite a few things. So. And then his thousand and first hold was hitting him with the sign. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Kelly. What do you think? Maybe who, who tomorrow. Oh, I mean, God. K- my, Kelly, what do, you memory. Think, what do you think tomorrow when you ask me what I want for dinner? If I just, I just have a bunch of menus taped to the wall and I just point at the one that I want. And that's how we communicate that probably, from now on. That would probably shorten the amount of time it takes us to choose by about a half an hour. So <laughs> I would actually oh, suggest true. that we do that and we can play Tim the the on the something. menu. Maybe yeah, it's Waffle House. <laughs> Maybe I could spin around like a spinner and then just land on one. That would work too. I'd like to see this on the video stream. <laughs> I think we'll have to do this, Kelly. It'll be a bonus on the uh, on the VOC Nation website. What do you think? Brady and Kelly sure. choose their dinner. Swack it, it usually takes us about a half an hour yeah. to decide <laughs> what we want to eat and then another half an hour to decide where to actually go for set food. Yeah, we, we built the drama, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but the comeback. Like, is I know I know, got heard asking around four o'clock or else we're not gonna be going out of the house till like seven if I don't start asking around four. <laughs> you know what it is, we're such perfectionists, we want everything we eat to be absolutely perfect. Oh yeah. <laughs> absolutely. 
Except when it comes to pizza, because you like pizza from anywhere, because you have no standard at all for pizza. <laughs> I love pizza, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, but... Sorry. It sounds like that Bray Wyatt or whatever, Alexa Bliss, like, child stuff. It is. <laughs> It is. See, I mean, if that was just a random guess. <laughs> yeah, that okay. stuff's kind of creepy. That actually, I guess, would be my third point. That stuff's really creepy. You have a third? <laughs> What's creepy? Bray Wyatt? The Bray Wyatt, child, yeah. like, Pee Wee's Playhouse, whatever he's got going on. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, if I were Bray Wyatt, I'd be a little nervous, Kelly, uh, because a couple months ago, um, Randy Orton decided he was going to start chasing people from WWE. And so far, it's been like Matt Hardy. It's the big show. It's Christian. It's everybody that Randy Orton attacks. They go away forever. And they go to the land of uh, sparklers and tinsel. And, uh, I mean, who knows? I, I know. Linda McMahon has still not healed. I forgot about that. So did she. <laughs> Rough around the edges. Kelly, thank you for calling my life. Oh, it, it was it was truly great. You're very I know what I was pointing I was pointing at. It was pointing at the sparklers. Ooh. Maybe it was probably Maybe. the sparklers. Yeah. That's what we'll do tomorrow, Kelly. Sparklers. We'll point at we'll point at sparklers tomorrow. How's that sound? Yeah. We'll point at sparklers. <laughs> you don't even have sparklers. On, on the motorbike going down that? the street. Like the that. motorbikes down the street. wheelies. Yeah, well, they're back out tonight because it's, uh, you know, it's above like 50 degrees. So, you know, they're out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, summer. It's, like, it's like playing Excite Bike. They even like stole <laughs> on the side. Like, rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Something like that. Great to talk to you, Kelly. Yeah. Sleep good, Thank baby. You. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to rush you off. I just figured you got your. <laughs> yes, I. Even though I get to sleep in by an hour, I still have to get to bed. So. <laughs> I just want to point out, yes. Kathy, that her sleeping in by an hour is still four hours before I get up. Yeah, just about. I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I get up at eight or nine, even if I don't need to. It's true. <laughs> I'm usually at work by Eight two hours nine. before then. Yeah. Well, I, how could I get up that early? It's real nice, Brady. How could I get up that early, Ray? You know, I'm on here until 12, and then I'm looking at Instagram and, and Facebook until 5 in the morning, you know? It's almost impossible. Yeah, he actually sure. is. That, is. that is not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Brady, I Sometimes I'll get up at like 2 o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom, and he's still awake, and I'm like, why are you still awake? Your show ended like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <Yeah. laughs> Sleep well, dude. I love you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you too. Have a good night, everybody. Sorry, you could. Good night, yeah, Cal. Right. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. That was lovely, Kelly. Wasn't that lovely? 
I don't know how it she puts great. up with you. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm an entertainer, Cassie. You know, living uh, with me is like a variety show. Alexis puts <laughs> picture in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a picture uh, and I'll put it in the chat when we go to break. Brady, Brady, Brady. <laughs> Uh, 914-338-1885. I see we got a bunch of callers on the line, and we're going to get to you guys on the other side, uh, plus a lot more. Uh, I do want to take that commercial break, though. And uh, like I said, on the other side, we'll take the, uh, we'll take the calls, and uh, we will also delve into some more fun topics. Uh, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Radio Network, and we'll be right back. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Legon every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides... Hey, this is a Total Package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Can Wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the 
Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band, Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. 
So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star, Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history. The voice of choice and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Boo Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th, featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. 
It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Nothing to rearrange Sometimes you just Get a feeling like you need Some kind of change Alright, we're back Live, we're on the air It's in the room on the VOC Nation Radio Network At VOCNation.com uh, Brady Hicks here I've got uh, Ray I've got Stro. we've got Derek calling in In a little while and uh, we're talking to you guys, 914-338-1885. Uh, we've also got some more topics we're going to delve into tonight. We'll get into those. We'll intersperse those during the course of the night. Rapley's got a snake. If you're on the video, you guys got to check this out. Uh, why that in particular, I have no idea. Uh, but just go search VOC Nation on YouTube. And uh, we're uploading clips from this show. Of course, the full episode's available via subscription on Patreon. Uh, more on that to follow as soon as I have the details available. Uh, but absolutely incredible stuff. And, of course, that's just the video hall shows are available on YouTube. The audio shows you can always get on VOCNation.com as well as your favorite podcast platforms. That's Stitcher. That's, uh, that's uh, I almost said Spreaker, Ray. Ne- <laughs> Never again. Never again, Spreaker. Uh, what is it? It's Spotify. It's Audacity. No, Audacity is not one. Radio.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Music, Play, whatever. Go check it out. Go check it out there. Uh, 914-338-1885. And, uh, yeah, we are excited to talk to you guys. But before we kind of dive right back in, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man? Um. Well, this Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WCW Retro, uh, we'll be discussing the career of Nature Boy Ric Flair. So uh, if you have any cool Ric Flair stories, uh, call in, and it should be fun. And uh, this Thursday night, actually, special uh, time, special time um, at my official Facebook page, facebook.com slash Maestro will be... Another edition of my horror sci-fi show, The Strozone, at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it will be a double feature this time. Uh, the first feature will be Spider Baby, and the second feature will be Fright in the 50s. So please tune in. Surprised you're not doing eight-legged freaks. Oh, that's to come. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say something, right? <laughs> that's cool. It's funny. Um, 
I can remember when I was in college, uh, one of my friends said that Ric Flair was going to be on South Street in Philadelphia signing autographs at this one record store. So we went down there. He said not a lot of people knew about it, Stro. When we got there, the lines were wrapped around the building. Uh, we didn't even bother getting in line. We were just hanging out in front of, like, the store, you know, just, like, just talking with people and stuff. And uh, Ric Flair pulls up in the limo, Stro, and they, they push me to the side, you know, and he comes out, and he's got his three-piece suit and his long, flowing hair, and he looked awesome. And he's just like, he's just like, woo! And it was incredible. It was it was so cool to be so close. <laughs> That's to awesome. Uh, and I didn't get to – I've never met the guy. I've never gotten to talk to him. Uh, but that was so cool. I had to have been within five feet of him. And you could just feel wow. the energy. That's so cool. It is cool. It is cool. Uh so anyway, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Malcolm, you're up first as soon as we uh turn around and get the callers. Uh, Ray, did you have anything I know you had a we're gonna bring a topic to the uh the table tonight. Did you have anything? So sort of in light of the uh in light of the the Tully Blanchard discussion that we had last week and the match went off perfectly fine and it was it was nothing, you know. Uh, so I guess I guess thank God, thank God Tully didn't kill himself, um, or someone else, I, this, or or someone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I kind of had two things. One was that, like, I just I feel like you know we we just spent uh we just spent an opening segment talking about you know criticisms that people have of AEW and whether they're fair or not. But I think I think something that AEW does right. Is the um, uh, when they have kind of an older wrestler show up, like a guy who clearly can't, shouldn't necessarily be wrestling anymore. I think that they do a really good job of using them right. I think that Art Anderson gets used right. I think Jake gets used the right way. And so Holy. it's nice. It's nice to know that, that. Yeah, I do. I um. Uh, where they're not they're not asked to be in the ring. They're not asked to necessarily take time away from guys, but they're there to enhance guys. What about Sting? That's, that's different. That's, <laughs> he, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't be wrestling. And he shouldn't be taking guy, power bombs. No, he really he really shouldn't. I didn't seem to get everything a hundred percent right, but I they, they get a lot of things right. Listen, um, I, I, I mean, people have free will. You know, if Sting wants to be involved and he feels like he can, that is to a certain extent his choice. They'd be crazy to say, no, we care too much about you to let you do that. How about we care too much about our product? <laughs> well, that's another that's another discussion, yes. sure. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that I, uh, uh, I got to see that was my first chance because I don't get to watch a lot of AEW. It was my first chance to see either of the competitors in the women's title match. And um, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was good to see that they had two people in the ring who could compete. Um, I didn't... One of them looked like maybe they shouldn't be there. But... Uh, it was nice to see that two people in the ring could ring could compete, but I, I mean, is are we finally going to see the Joshi girls really start like kind of making a run in the United States? Because I think that 
the talent has always been there, but it's never quite translated to to WWE or the TNA or even to Shimmer. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's almost like a lost in translation kind of thing going on there, I think. And um, for some reason, and I'm a huge fan of, uh, you know, some of these women. I, I think that um, the match on Sunday, I don't want to be too critical. But I didn't necessarily care for it. I felt like... Uh, there's a lot of things that they could have done better. And uh, honestly, maybe it was a chemistry thing more than anything. Like maybe they would have gotten better pairing them up with different opponents. Um, I don't know. I think that was it. Because I noticed that too, that like, yeah. there were, that there were times where it, it felt like neither of them quite knew what they were supposed to do with the other one. Yeah. And I, and that, no, I mean, that's a fair criticism, but I, I, it, Certainly wasn't a bad match, at least I don't think it was. And so, like, I kind of wondered, you know, maybe maybe we're finally going to start seeing some of them kind of break in here. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, I think part of the problem is that WWE is, and it's going to sound like I'm kissing up to them. I think WWE's done a really good job with some of their foreign women wrestlers coming in like Asuka uh, absolutely amazing uh, she obviously translates very well and they've taken that little bit of disconnect that's there and turned it into like a funny persona that at least like you know for the people that couldn't get behind her before I feel like now she's probably got more support than she's ever had uh, and that's been going for about a year at least maybe more um, but going back to the NXT days, you know, she was huge. Uh, Carrie Sane is another one. Io Shirai, what she's doing in NXT. WWE's done a really good job with the Japanese women's wrestlers and, um, you know, presenting them in such a way that the fans would get behind them. And, I, you know, I, I feel like AEW, they're trying. They're definitely trying. Stro, I know you had some thoughts on the... Uh, the women's match from Sunday. And obviously we're not looking to bury them, but what, what do you think the issue was there? Uh, well, you know, I honestly, I've seen, uh, Sheeta lead the champion. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen her and honestly, I've seen her better matches. Uh, you know, you know, and I can't get the match out of my head. The match she had with um, Thunder Rosa was just uh, was amazing. So it's just uh, I just don't, I don't think I just don't think it was there for that match as it was with our other opponents in the past, well, right? So, so you're saying the same thing that I kind of thought, like it's a chemistry thing, maybe where they just didn't gel. Right. Okay. Right. Because they're both very talented. I'm taking nothing away from either one. It it just doesn't, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, you know, I think the world of Carmella and I think the world of Asuka, but when you put them together, it just didn't work. I'm only kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I I, I just, uh, it was was just, I mean, nothing against them. It's just one of those things. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm, you know, like I said, you put Sheeta Sheeta with a 
the right competitor, and and I mean it, it's magic. You know, just like her. And, uh, I think uh, Deeb, her and Deeb had a good match. Uh huh. Well. And Thunder, yeah. And, right. So I mean, even I her mean, and she, Nyla, she has, like it, even Nyla Rose was good with her. I thought Nyla Rose, yeah. I mean, you you put her with the, the right competitor, and and she goes all out. So it's just yeah. Uh, I think you, like I said, I think it's more of a chemistry thing. I, I yeah, that that that's what I'm leaning toward. Uh, let's go to the phone. I, I promised Malcolm he could be up next. And I'm, sorry for the delay, Malcolm. How you doing, brother? No problem, uh, Brady. I call in to talk with you guys anyway. I got no hangups, you know. So we love um, you, brother. Uh, I love you guys too. That's why I, you know I call every chance I get. Um, yeah, how's it going down there? Well, I wanted to, I was on a show Sunday night, um, I called, and we had Chad Douglas and Adam Helms that's uh, living here with me, and he was downstairs and I was upstairs, and uh, if you hear it over the air, you can't hear it as good as me hearing it in the room, I'm upstairs in my room, he's downstairs. In the room, you owe me 10 bucks. He was cracking me I'm up. I mean, the way he was <laughs> and Chad Douglas for getting into it. And I, and then Adam told me we planned this whole thing, and I, I was like amazed because they were set, they did such a good acting job. They fooled me, you know. And uh, what I really want to do um, is Steve Logan came on there a little bit later, and Steve get, paid me a real nice compliment. And Prese- Professor Steve, uh, I told. David Arquette today, I gave him your phone number. I texted to him, and uh, I told him that this guy is the expert on Japanese wrestling in the VOC Nation. So I just want you to know that, Steve. Um, you respected me. I wanted to respect you right back. So, And then, Papa Stro, I did something for you. Um, Adam took me up to North Charleston to this uh, fan zone shop. And I bought a, a old-fashioned 49er flag and a Tampa Bay Buccaneer lanyard because I've had trouble holding on to my keys, and I thought if I hung them on a lanyard, I wouldn't lose them as much as I am. They're around my neck. And while I was paying for it, the I was looking, and there was this yellow and black Myron Copes terrible towel. And that's, this would be funny if a Raiders oh. fan bought a Pittsburgh Steeler terrible towel. <laughs> I was like, that was right a on. tribute to you, Papa Stroh. Next time I see you, I, I want to take a picture like at the Hall of Fame in May. I'm going to hold this up with you. And if the Raider fans in Las Vegas don't like it, like Laverne used to say on Laverne and Shirley, <sighs> so. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the Hall of Fame in May. When, when, is, when is that exactly? I mean, I've, I haven't I been informed about any of that. May, fi- May 15th, Papa Stroh. It's going to be here in. Charleston somewhere. I think it's going to be the uh, City Ho- no, the Holy City Brewery, which um, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. Okay. You got I'm only thinking about that, guys. Got, That's new to me. I haven't even got, got it down on my schedule yet, there. so hopefully. You got part of God in there, and you got part of Satan in there, Holy and Brewery. So that's what made me laugh about it. But Brady... Um, well, hopefully you'll get a hold of me. Because I don't have so much schedule yet. So. Well, I'll have Dave or Dr. John get a hold of you when they you, win. You know more about it more than I do, Malcolm. 
Yeah, they're going to have L.A. Tank. He's going to be inducted. You're going to be inducted. Susan Green's going to be inducted. Um, um, I hope you let me know. The amazing Velvet Gates. <laughs> be he might want to be involved yeah, in it. Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> I'm excited about this. Tommy Wilder, Fire Rich is going to be there. I get to meet him for the first time. Boy, am I going to be excited. I'm going to talk about a match between him, him and Ric Flair in 1981 that I just loved. And I was like, uh, I'm cool. going to try and curb my enthusiasm, Brady, you know, like I normally get wound up, you know, but I'm going to try to, you know, tone it down uh, for Tommy Rich. I don't, I don't, I've made a lot of wrestlers. I've like confused them. So like, I don't want to confuse this guy. I have too much respect for him and Papa Stroh too. So, yeah. And I've never met LA tank before. I'm excited about that. Uh, there but, you go. Uh, me and Mike were talking. Yeah, LA tank and, dude. I wanted to mention this story if I could, Brady. Mike wanted to talk about it, but he had something to do with the church, and he couldn't call in tonight. He asked me if I could, I'd say this in honor of him. We It was summer of 89, and Mike was trying to get a new car. His car was dying. So we went up to Roseville, and I forgot it was Cal Worthington. And Mike bought – he was interested in getting a new vehicle, and he was interested – Dad had a truck, so Mike wanted to get a truck. So he goes in and he meets this beautiful sales girl, and Mike's flirting with her, right? And Mike does not know how to drive a stick shift and signs the paperwork, and the, the girl tells him, okay, when you, Mike, when you pull out, make sure you don't put too much pressure on the clutch. And Mike goes, what clutch? Isn't it automatic? Yeah, you don't want to do that when you pull out. It's a stick yeah. shift. And Mike, <laughs> she had to show Mike. Because she didn't want to renege on the contract. Mike didn't want to renege on the contract. Right. She, Mike, Mike had to take her drive, and I had to sit in the back part of the truck. There was a seat in the back behind the, the seat. Uh-huh. So I was in the truck with them, and Mike's checking out her legs. She's got this short skirt. Mike's checking out her legs, it's, you know, all while she's trying to tell him how to drive the stick shift. He's not paying any attention. And then he, she told him, you know, she gave him the keys. It's time for him to drive. And Mike drove it like he was a professional. Like, I thought he wasn't even paying attention. He was paying attention to her legs. Now, there's a Ric Flair moment for you. There's a woo for you. <laughs> woo! Wow. Yeah, no doubt. What you going to do when Malkamania runs wild on you, brother? <laughs> and Rick Flair, if you're listening, that's a Rick Flair movie right there. <laughs> even even Rick Flair wouldn't uh, wouldn't buy a car if you know how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> you should bring that story at Thursday night on WCB Retro, Malcolm. Yes, I'll okay. show you Rick Flair. I can, I can do that for you. Thursday night, yeah, that'd be great. I haven't called in in a while. Yeah, I got to awesome. tell you, Brady and Papa Stroh and, and Ray. I got really down when I went down to that pay-per-view. The only good thing that happened that weekend is I got to meet Tony Atlas on a Saturday morning on the 19th um, in the lobby. His immediate guy was interviewing him, but that Tony Capone just messed everything up for me. I, I ended up spending $900. I could have used that on something for my computer. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah, but I'm You could have spent that on VOC Nation. Yeah, but right. what, you know, how many asked Dave? Malcolm, why haven't you ordered $900 worth of VOC Nation t-shirts? Uh, no, I have something more important to me right now, uh, Ray. No offense, but I'm into Amazon Prime. You know how people are into, 
you know, that they have an addiction to drugs or alcohol. And I'm in the Amazonian. Gambling. Well, yeah. I am addicted to Amazon Prime. You can go in there and order almost every TV show. You can order the individual episodes of the season you want. You should see my last three checking account statements. It was so bad. I ordered so many orders from there that I tilted all of them in January, February, and this month. I can't. I couldn't even see my current activity till the cycle changed over. And I, wow. so I'm trying to work on something for that. But you, man, you got to get on the VOC Nation Patreon. I got Patreon. Speed Racer. I got Land of the Giants. I got Batman. I don't have to worry about putting a disc yeah, in the yeah. trailer and that stuff. I can just go in there and just go to the show I want to watch and watch it. I mean, this thing, it's like magic. You know, whoever created this, I want to send them a thank you letter. You know, it's like. <laughs> and then, there, you know, Brady, I'm planning on going to this Hollywood show um, in May uh-huh. if they still have it. And if they do, uh, it's going to be, I, I get to meet some celebrities, and I'm excited. Frankie, me and Frankie Avalon. At a show a few years back, we sang part of Venus, the song he sang in the 50s and or 60s. And me and Frankie sang one verse of it. Uh, and Frankie said, Frankie Bell, you, know, you mean, I right? did a good job. No, Frankie, Frankie Avalon. Uh, he did the oh, Frank- okay. with the net for Not Frankie Bell, yeah, okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, Papa Stroh Stro would know more about him, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you know about. The beach oh, that'd be great. Frank Avalon. Yeah. And throw Tony Bennett in the mix. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I've, I've met David Somerville from the from the uh, uh, from if I the, were to rule the world. <laughs> the Diamond, you know, Little <laughs> Darling. And I met Ron Dante of the yeah. Archies. And I met Mary Wells of the Supremes, you know, at those shows. And nice. uh, some other 50 singers. Like you know, and and would I be sure to see the light <laughs> if I didn't care? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and um, they're gonna. Um, Lou Gossett Jr. is gonna be there, and I've met him before. And Lisa Eilbecker, they oh. were both in an officer and a gentleman. That is and, uh, cool. I just, I, I had a major crush on Lisa Eilbecker. I'm gonna tell her if I meet her back in the '80s. I mean, everybody was hung up on, um, was it Heather Locklear and Heather Thomas? You know, almost everybody in the army when I was back in there, but. I, I really like Lisa Eilbecker, and she had a sister, Cindy Eilbecker, that both in acting. So, like, if I get to I meet her, them I'm, all. Like, I'm hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brady, I just want to go there if they have this, if they don't cancel it again, because they've been canceling since last April. You know, if they still have this, yeah. I'm going there. And, you know, if you want to go, I got a room out there. If you want to go and meet me out there, you know, let me know. You know, you can okay. stay in my room. Yeah. yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. yeah. You too, Papa Stroh. I'll get, How could that I'll, go wrong? I'll, bring a, I'll, bring, I'll get a sleeping bag. You guys can have the beds. You'll get a roll of, out there. You know, so, yeah. Oh, brother, we can sleep back. head That's to tremendous. toe. Could sleep head to toe, yeah, brother. You, you can come too, Ray, if you want to go. I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make it a party. We'll get an extra large king and we can all just lay together. Yeah, maybe I'll get more. We'll put Ray in the middle. I'll bring my George Foreman grill. I love it. We can, we, can, we can lay it in bed and have bacon in the morning, not have breakfast in bed. Yeah, I'll make breakfast. I'm pretty good at making breakfast. So. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, you know, Brady said, I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't uh, be interested in cooking. 
But I'll tell you what, I was a soldier, and I knew a lot of guys in the Army that they did their own cooking. I'm pretty sure you, get, uh-huh. you guys do your own cooking, but my brother likes to eat at fast foods. Uh, you know, you don't know what you're getting in those fast food places or the restaurants, but, man, when you cook the stuff yourself, you know what you're getting, you know. Well, it's like spinning so, the wheel make a deal, you know. You could get a cold yeah. miner's glove match. Yeah, I don't want you have no idea. I wanted. Oh, I told Sting. I didn't want a cold miner's. <laughs> and Jake, I told him, I wanted a steel <laughs> cage match with barbed oh, wire no. on the top. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You're the yeah, man, homie. You know what? About Sting. You know, if Sting, if you're listening, I've met him several times. Stinger, if you're listening. You know, you and Luger were two of my favorites in the 80s when you guys teamed up when, you know, Arn and Tully set, turned Barry against you and then you teamed up with Luger, you know, and through the years, even in the 90s, you guys were my two favorites. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. crazy about pro stuff. I like, I told Sting I like the spike blonde hair and scorpion on his tights, man. He was like, He's like a real-life Captain America to me, Sting was, when he wore the red, white, and blue outfit at the Great America Bash 90 to beat Rick yeah, Flair. Yeah, I can see that. Because Sting's real name is Steve, and and Captain America's real name, is alias is Steve Rogers, and Sting's is Steve something, Steve Borden. Borden. You know, and, yeah. and uh, yeah, and Sting, or you or know, yeah. he had the red, white, and blue like Captain America and the blonde hair like Steve Rogers, you know. <laughs> yeah, but Sting, you don't have to. I'm the bad. You know, I'm the red light district. <laughs> you know, there's some wrestlers, Brady, that they don't have to do a damn thing to impress me. They've already impressed me. Right, dug in, Jake the Snake, Roberts, oh, yeah. Papa Stroh, you know. Bruno uh, Mars said it best. Rick Flair. Girl, you're amazing you know. just the way you are. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You're like, <laughs> you, like that song by EMF in 1991. You're unbelievable. <laughs> now, come you're the man. Can oh, wow. we get a Ric Flair on the way out, brother? Uh, let's see. I'm going to try one. Let's see here. Tony Giovanni, let me tell you, the nature boy is in the house tonight. And this symbol, the four horsemen, it's just like diamonds are forever. Rick Flair and the Horsemen are forever. Woo! I don't know if that was good, but that was my best. Woo! I got to practice that one. I love it, brother. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for calling in, Malcolm. You're the man. You dude. got it, boss. All right. Love you guys. Give your brother my best, too. I miss You him. got it, boss. He said he's going to call next week when he's not busy. Good. So, yeah. Good. Ray, right. Ray was asking for him. You got it. You asked right, for it. Brother. You got it, Toyota. I love you, brother. Right. You're the man. Bye. <laughs> uh, so I found this receipt in my wallet from uh, from over Christmas. Okay. When I flew out of when I flew out of Las Vegas, and I uh, there weren't a lot of restaurants open at the uh, at the hotel I was staying at. Did you stay so with I Malcolm? To to, no, I did not. Because he was there, um, okay. So I, so I did not. Okay. Um, I wanted, I wanted to go to a restaurant that uh, served steak, but yeah. See, I went to try to go to the restaurant that, in particular, and then they said, "No, you have to call a day ahead of time, uh, 
and then we prepare your meal for you at the time that you say, and it's like, but I have money now. Um, anyway, so I ended up having to eat at the MGM food court, which did not um, quite have the same ambience. No, I was in there. Um, and uh, uh, I paid apparently twenty dollars for two slices of pizza and a soda, and um, that seems to be a good metaphor for. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, apropos of nothing, but uh, that seems to be a good metaphor for something. I don't know. I feel like we covered every wrestling topic under the sun, Brady. Let's, <laughs> let's just take another call. Yeah, yeah. No, we can. We can. I, you know, I, I, um, I wanted to introduce another topic uh, because I feel. Right, go for it. Yeah, my problem is uh, literally right before I was going to introduce it, though I forgot exactly what the topic was. Uh, so that could be problematic, but usually I find a way to ramble until it comes to me. Let's take a call, and then I'll see what I can come up with here. Uh, we're also going to bring on Derek, who I expect uh, Derek will be able to inject some life into this conversation as well. What's going on, Derek? Hello. Uh, it's funny because as I was, as I was waiting to get on the line, I saw that uh, Impact Wrestling, yes, they're still breathing, have announced that at their pay-per-view, yes, they have one of those this weekend, that Moose and Rich Swan. Yeah. Unifying their titles, and then later that night, I saw that. that yeah. Now here's my question, because I'm pretty sure everybody knows Kenny Omega is going to win. So does he now become the champion of the corporate of the company that his president has said has no stars and means nothing, and he could buy with the money in his uh, ashtray? Well, Kenny. Uh, wait, I thought it was Mo- it's Moose and Rich Swan are unifying the titles, right? And then later that night, they have to fight Omega in a title. Oh. Match. So then, yes, Kenny will be the whole, uh, like like what Hulk Hogan said about the WWF title back in, like, 93. Right? It's a toy. It's a play thing, right? It's 10, yeah. I think that's what he so, said. <laughs> in Japan. Yeah, and also, <laughs> it also reminds me of Diesel, when Diesel was like the tag champion with Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels like kicked him, and he got eliminated at Survivor Series, and he goes, oh, yeah, I'm a tag team champion. Look at this belt. What a pittance. And he throws it on the ground. So this would be like it. if Jerry Lawler went to ECW during the height of that feud with the WWF and won the ECW title from Raven. And, yes, I wanted you to think it was prestigious. Yeah, after saying it was... Uh, it should be right. made, this place should be made out of toilet paper because it's full of shit. Yes. I wonder if they're going to unify this company somehow or make them like two brands of the same company. I mean, and I was having this conversation with a, a guy I work with who loves AEW. If if you combine those companies, that's just more roster spots taken from the guys you signed. Yeah. Like I. I saw an interview That's with true. Sonny Kiss, and, 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 and Sonny Kiss was like, you know, I wish I had a storyline. Well, sorry, Sonny, you know. <laughs> we know we rolled you out when we were debuting, but we signed all these either people, that or, you don't matter. Either that or all those Impact people are gone, and, like, Sonny Kiss is now an Impact guy. It's just... Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris Bay, but Sonny Kiss is here. Yeah. It's, it, it, partnerships with companies sound great, but... 
Once you get down to yeah. the nuts and bolts of it, only one company usually benefits from it, and it's usually the bigger company. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't. Uh, I mean, I always. I say I always looked at this partnership as as AEW just trying to strip a uh, a uh, uh, zombie of spare parts. And yeah. they seem to be doing a masterful job of it. Yeah. You know, like, oh, good brothers, you guys don't want to sign contracts with us? Cool. Impact will pay you, and we'll just use you on our TV while they pay your, your contracts. That's, yeah. Like, that's what they're Until doing. you're free to go to Japan again. Which is smart on airing, but yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I, I guess Impact is benefiting from it because they're getting increased exposure and stuff, and they get the jackal on AEW every week, right? So, I mean, that's something. <laughs> What's his name? Don Callis. The jackal. <laughs> he even has the jewel on his head, you know? <laughs> it's just, yeah. Like, people get mad for Vince not wanting to work with other companies, but this is why. Because one company's going to have to, you know, run rampant over the other company, and Vince isn't going to let you do that to his company. Meanwhile, Vince is willing to work with other companies. He just wants to be the uh, the alpha, as they say. The, yeah, the exactly. power bottom. He wants to be the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. The power <laughs> bottom, you say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that's what NXT would be, the power bottom. The power bottom. <laughs> oh, God. Tori is at the bar. You find her at the club, bottle full of butt. What's going on, Tori? Blow it up. 
after all that. So that's two things that they promised that they really didn't deliver. Um, but other than that, and, and unfortunately those are the two things that the show is going to be remembered for in spite of the great stuff that was on it. Yeah, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley put out a tweet, and he goes, the only thing people are going to remember is the last thing they see, which is a quote from Vince McMahon. And uh, it's true. And, you know, I don't think, and we spoke about this in the chat, the way they handled it afterwards, uh, first Tony Khan blamed it on Omega and said yeah. he, he built a, a, sh- a shitty bomb. And then he kind of went more in depth to it. He goes, well, I don't know what fans expected from this match. And it's like, well, they expect, expected a death match. <laughs> it's not like they've never seen one before. There's, there's right. stuff, you know, that right. stuff is on tape. And you promise this to people, and that's what they get. Um, this is what happens. And I, I guess they spent all day Monday, like anybody who was mocking it or setting it to the Titanic, My Heart Will Go On song, they were giving them copyright strikes to take it down. And yeah, when you own that. a company, when, <laughs> when you own a company that big, you can't, you can't really listen to all the noise out there. Like say what you want about Vince and he's old and he's out of touch. He doesn't give a shit what you have to say about him, which can be both a hindrance and a good thing, depending on yeah. <laughs> where you're at. But um, it's a hindrance more recently, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, There's and, something to and, the power of not coming out and addressing every criticism too, though. And yeah. Tony Khan needs to learn that. Like, you don't, you don't need to go fight every rando on social media just because. Mm-hmm. Just like, like, okay, so something didn't go right. That's you what Dixie Carter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just do better. That, that's, that's what Dixie Carter used to do. She would engage with each and every person. <laughs> that didn't like something about their show. And there were a lot of people that didn't like things about their show. Um, it's a shame because, I, I mean, I don't necessarily dig those types of matches, you know, the the, the barbed wire, the, the ultra-hardcore, any of that stuff. Uh, but I thought for what it was, uh, Ratboy, you're up next, I promise. Uh, I, I don't I, – I got to block him out because I, I, he's distracting me. Um, I, uh, I, I, I don't necessarily dig those types of matches, uh, but I thought in terms of like the story that they told and what they did, I thought it was very well, but there was definitely an issue with timing with that. Um, John Moxley got taken out way too early and it was a lot of dawdling in the ring, waiting for an explosion that didn't happen. Um, unfortunately to me, it's going to go down as like, another Shockmaster type of incident. And I think that's how fans are going to remember it long-term. You know, we promised an explosion and, you know, whatever. It's, uh, and, it's a shame. <laughs> and it's like, uh, like Halloween, Halloween Havoc 1998 is a great show. The only thing yeah. people remember about that is that Goldberg and DDP got cut off and couldn't see the finish of the match. And, um, that's and right. I'm gonna say if I got I'm to see say it. If, you how? My part, uh, my like, provider didn't, didn't cut, cut me off. Really? Yeah. Mine did. I was so I was so pissed off. <laughs> but um, yeah. if and this is a big if, I don't want anybody to get upset. If AEW starts to have somewhat of a downfall, you could look at this last week in retrospective. You know, you you'd be able to look back at this week and goes, that's when things started to make a shift. Because even if you look at, because even if 
even if you look at like a Christian <laughs> announcement, right? Poor fans yeah. thought it was. I, I heard Brock Lesnar. I heard CM Punk, and then you got Tony Khan going. It's a major, major sign. Kurt Angle, when you, The Undertaker. When you, yeah, when you wake up on Monday, it's all anybody's going to be talking about. And then my guy Christian walks out. Everybody's like, they, yeah. they booed Christian. Yeah, what the hell? I was like, oh, he, he was, so, Christian so was supposed bad. to be the ladder match guy that wasn't a surprise. Uh, and then That's I saw an interview with Christian. I saw an interview with I saw an interview with Christian today, and he goes. Hey, I didn't know they were going to promote me like that. He was like, I had no idea they would make such a big deal about it. I didn't know until I watched yeah. the show on Wednesday. And it's why like, would you think that? Yeah, right. Like I'm Christian that age, but um, I like him. Another, I mean, I love Christian. Sorry, he ahead. said something else. He said something else that was troubling. Where Renee Young asked him, "Well, why did you come to AEW instead of coming to WWE?" Me personally, I think it's because. Vince didn't want to give him the money he was worth, and Tony Khan was willing to give him the money. But he also said that he gets to be hands-on with his character and he has control of his character. That can be a problem in the long run because that's yeah. another guy now who's going to be control of what he can do on <laughs> AEW. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty yeah. sure Big Show can do what he wants to do, and eventually all these guys are going to start butting heads with these younger guys. I'm pretty sure Sean Spears is doing what he wants to do. <laughs> there ain't many yeah, guys that aren't controlling what they want to do. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's so funny you would say that because, like, you started talking about, like, you know, they're talking about the downfall of AEW, right? And it's like, you know, you're talking about that match. You're talking about the surprise. Uh, you totally forget that earlier in that week, Shaq got put through a table, got put in an ambulance, and disappeared. Yes. He's Mysterio. Then, he just went away. A seven foot uh, guy just dissipated into the air. Never to be heard from again. Tony Schiavone goes, Well, he was right there. I just saw him. My <laughs> 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 golly gee. What the heck? Oh, man. What and, the heck? And I and I want them to succeed so bad because it's more guys working. But it's just so many of these red flags that I think people are ignoring because they're in love with them. And that's cool. Like they asked Tony Khan, "Why did you sign Christian?" And he goes, "He's always been one of my favorites. I've liked him since yeah. you know since I was a kid. Um, when he no, came he back to Royal Rumble, I was I, I was I so like upset him. that he yeah he was like I was so upset that he came back at the Rumble and I didn't get a chance to sign him. And when you start signing guys because you liked them as kids." That's when you start to get in trouble because now you're not a boss; you're a friend and you're a fan. Yeah, and that never works. Yeah, now you're, now you're a Saudi prince, you know. So, <laughs> you're just booking whoever you like. Is like, I don't know. I I like Christian a lot. When he left WWF in two thousand five or WWE in two thousand five, and he went to TNA, I was one of those people that was really cheering him on. You know, obviously they had Kurt Angle. They had Sting, they had AJ Styles, they had all these huge names there. And it was like, to see Christian win their equivalent of a world title, and I believe it was a world title at the time, I could be mistaken, but I think it was, Um, just to see that happen um, was just so cool for me. It was so surreal. It was around the same time when Edge was winning world titles, and it was like, all right, he couldn't do it in WWE, he left and he did it there, Derek. Like, in my mind Mm -hmm. as a Christian fan, I felt validated that, you know, sometimes you're better off leaving if you can't accomplish more. Because obviously TNA saw something in them. I don't Mm -hmm. understand 
what they could see in him. If if they're adding him as another veteran guy and a mentor and another face on television, I'm okay with that. If they're going to try and position Christian as some sort of a main eventer, which I almost think you have to after that two weeks of buildup, yeah. um, mm-hmm. then I think they're going to be sadly disappointed. Uh, this is a guy who's been retired for, what, seven, eight years now uh, because Something of concussions like of all things, you know? Um, he's, uh, I mean, I, I, trust me, I, I think if Christian really thought that Vince had a place for him on television, then he would have stayed there. I have no doubt in my mind that that's the case. Um, I think that Vince knew that he wouldn't be more than a couple one, you know, a couple one-offs, and then now he's hosting the bump. Like there, there, there's not going to be a whole lot to it, you know. And uh, I think that's where AEW falls short. Um, but listen, if they're going to fail, I think fail miserably. I think uh, make <laughs> it as funny as possible, make it as laughable as possible. I want as cheesy as possible, Ray. You know, I want some. I want the equivalent of Shaq disappearing in the limo every week. That makes me laugh, and it's different than what WWE is doing. So give me that stuff, you know. Give me the sizzle and the pop instead of the uh, the explosion, you know. Give me Christian when you promise a a, a, a Hall of Fame caliber guy. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. take it, but you got to go to the absurd with it, you know. I, I mean, you're right. There, there's something to that. I, I mean, Derek brought up a good point. I suppose this highlights this highlights the issue because we, I mean, we just we finished early working now, like you know, a, a, an hour and a half into the show, and and we've you know, we even started, and I started talking about how you know, AEW they they do do things. There's some things they do right, and you're re- you're really pulling for them to succeed and look how, for the most part, this show was good. But what did I say, you know, toward the end of that first segment? They don't learn from their – they don't learn from past mistakes. Right. You know, they, they do seem to learn on their own, but they don't seem to learn from past mistakes. And, you know, you know they – okay, they signed Christian, and you, know, you say, well, you know, it was, this was a good move when it was – when TNA did it 15 years ago – Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't all that that wasn't all that bad of a move, but you know now I mean I don't either you have faith in your guys, uh, whether they're guys that you develop or they're guys who you know for lack of a better for lack of a better description because maybe they're just not particularly well known stateside are your guys. Or you don't. It's a it's a very binary equation, and the fact that they are that is a red flag. That you know that they're that they're trying to bring in these other these other people. And look, he's think he's not. This isn't R. Anderson or Jake Roberts. Somebody that you know isn't going to get in the ring and do anything particularly serious. Mm-hmm. No, right. You know, don't stop doing this. You have people that you can put on TV, and you know, ultimately, here's here's the thing. Like, ultimately, I got nothing against Christian. He's he's not one of my favorites, but like I, 
I look at his career and I say, yeah, he should probably be in the Hall of Fame one day. And, you know, you know, yeah, there's a lot of good there. Hooray, indeed. Yay. Yeah, yay, indeed. But, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but this, this, wasn't, this wasn't CM Punk. This wasn't Bernie and Lesnar. You know, it, come on, man. You gotta, if you want people to take you seriously, then you have to do better. Or do worse. Like I said, do worse. Do AEW's version of Wrestlelicious, and, and I'm on board. I'm all right with that. Like they, <laughs> Let's go to uh, – like, go ahead. I was going to say, like, if you were running, like, an NFL franchise or any franchise in sports and you have an endless supply of money, like if you're a Jerry Jones, usually there's somebody there to go, hey, I know we can afford this person, but do we need yeah. this person? You didn't need Big Show. Right. You didn't need Christian. And, yeah, they're good to come Big in show. and, you know, the young, the young guys can listen to them. But these guys aren't listening to Arn Anderson and Dean Malenko and Jake the Snake. And Jake Roberts. You think, and Tully yeah, Blanchard. You gonna, yeah. yeah, you think they're going to they're gonna listen to Christian? No, they're going to listen to Christian. Uh-huh. And here's my thing. Christian <laughs> is one thing, you know. Because, and, and, by the way, just for the record, just so you get rap boy, I promise, I know I muted you. Just one second, rap boy. You're next. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk Hogan was born in 1953. That makes him a year younger than my dad. Uh, Hulk Hogan was 41 years old when he jumped over to WCW. Christian is 45, I think, or something like that. No, just I to think, put that I in perspective. I think he's like 47. I think, I think he's, yeah, I think he's <laughs> like 47 years old. Okay, I, I didn't think he was that much older. He is. Uh, Wow! Yeah, he's forty. He'll be he'll be forty eight in November. Forty seven. Oh, yeah, he's forty seven. Wow. Even if he was, even if he was the same age, that that sort of goes to highlight our point is that you know this when you sign someone, whether you are talking, whether you want to use the football analogy or whether you want to, you know, go a straight wrestling comparison, when you sign someone, there has to be added value to to your promotion and your, because you are paying them based on the expected value that they will add. And yeah. Okay. If, if Hulk Hogan added expected value to WCW at age 41, you know, he did for a little bit, but we ultimately saw how that ended. What is the added value of Christian here now? And I'm just so hard pressed to be able to answer that question, you know, with any, number one, with any type of confidence, and number two, with a real answer. Um, if, if I'm Bray Wyatt, I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm a little worried because Randy Orton's now chased three guys to AEW, including two from that <laughs> poker scene. So I, I would start to be concerned. What's going on, Rapway? Oh man, AEW was the bomb. I think I like every oh, match there. See what, you, see what you did there. I love that he's on video and holding the phone up. That's amazing. <laughs> you I tell it? you what, man, I, I like it. every match on that show. The explosion match. It's about time we saw real blood on real people. What? 
Uh, yeah, I hate it when real, there's real blood on real people. people. Yeah. <laughs> like that mannequin killer that was going around putting blood on mannequins? That's creepy. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I know. You know, but, but it, it's about time you saw a bloody match for, for years on TV. Yeah. Why? Yeah. They're the you ones who do it. Do. It was garbage. Yes, AEW. <laughs> but I'm going to say a couple of things right now. Okay, I know Derek is going to be too, surprised you know. at me. I know Derek's going to mm-hmm. be so surprised at me. I'm going to say it's about time the black athlete of wrestling is getting noticed with these buildings on their waists. It's about time what? It's about time when the black people, black athletes, getting these belts around their waists. Oh, I around agree. them, the championship belts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I never looked at it like, and I don't know if WWE made a conscious like decision like we're not gonna um, push black athletes above the mid card. Uh, but I mean, it, it's great to see, and I think Bobby Lashley uh, has just been so good at his at what he's done for. Uh, well over a year now. I, I, I feel like he's, and we've talked about this now in two or three weeks in a row, Ray, uh, all of which the clips basically went viral on YouTube with us just talking about Bobby Lashley. So, like, there's obviously a lot of interest there. Obviously a lot of people really care about Bobby Lashley, which is saying something because he's, he's, uh, he's, he's the heel, you know, he's the bad guy. Um, so the fact that people are into him, um, I think, it's a really strong testament to the body of work that he's putting out. And, uh, I mean, you know, if you're going to separate it by race or, you know, by color, um, what a fine representative to choose. Mm-hmm. And plus, plus, I can see uh, what's going to come now. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. No, I'm going to hear Rathway talk. Just, okay, just go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I, I can see something coming, okay? MVP, it might might be Matt Riller for that for that 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 belt so the the heart business will have all the belts. <laughs> can you what Boy, are you just like why can you not say a sentence today? No no I understood him. MVP's gonna win the uh, US title from the Riddler. Alright, that's yep. yeah that's that's exactly what's gonna happen. Ramboy how's seven eleven going? And they'd have all the belts. Uh, I haven't been over there yet. Well, you were drinking your Seven Eleven drink earlier. Oh, did I, that was uh, from the date. No, I just spilled, spilled more coffee up in this cup. That's all. Oh, so you're using that for your day-to-day cup now? Yeah. Ah, that's good. First, okay. first, first, I went to the dollar store today, and I got me this. What's that? Vanilla, Vanilla cream. cream soda. Oh, yeah. Is this first time ever I... That's all sugar right there. Yeah, I don't think no, that's I, I only got, I only got my teeth in yet. I, See, I had to go to the dentist earlier. He's already not wearing down. them for his video. So who do you guys <laughs> I, think I will be the one Lashley for the title at WrestleMania? I I think it's going to be true. I I don't yeah, know. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be true too. I'm not necessarily happy about that, but I think it's going to be true. Okay, I, I think there uh, aren't that many. Hold on, Rapley. Hold on. Hold on. I, I think it's funny, like, they were calling Drew McIntyre the presumptive 
uh, number one contender, almost like he's like Hillary Clinton at the, like the DNC or something, you know, like the, the presumptive nominee. Like, I, I, I don't know. It just seems silly to me. Like have him win a damn match, you know, or have him cash in his, uh, have him cash in his, uh, his rematch that he never got, you know, Miz got to cash yeah. in his Drew should get to cash in his, but, but don't call him the presumptive number one contender. That's stupid. That's basically saying we don't know what we're going to do, but we assume it's going to have to be him. You know, in a way, it's sort of like self-aware enough that I find it humorous. <laughs> uh, almost the same way, almost the same way that like you think like if AEW is going to go downhill, yeah, yeah. Like if AEW is going to go downhill, just really go downhill. But yeah. In a way, I almost, I almost like the sort of like. Like separate yourself from yourself and look down. We like, oh, have no idea what's happening. I thought this gonna be true. <laughs> Who was the philosopher that did that? He would separate himself from himself. Uh. What, do you, what do you guys think about the upcoming Fastlane match, uh, Universal match with um, Reigns and uh, Brian? I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Actually, I'm more excited about that than. The, the WrestleMania match. Oh yeah, it, 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 it has more of a story. You know what I mean? With the yeah. Reigns. I, I think it's going to be good. Uh, unfortunately, we're not getting the Edge storyline until after that's over. You know? Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be good. It's almost a shame. Uh, and that's the nature of having a pay per view this close to WrestleMania. You basically know what they're going to do. Um, mm-hmm. So there's no suspense there. If this were the Royal Rumble, hey, there's some fees. There's a, there's that level of like, you know, you you just wonder, could they do something different here just to swerve people? Uh, could could they nope. Brian right. nope. belt? Maybe I think so. They, they, he ain't gonna do it. He ain't gonna do it in March with WrestleMania three weeks away, and that's where it's stupid. Or two weeks away, or whatever it is. Like it's so dumb to have a pay per view now. Um, they could have had. They did. They had that match at the Elimination Chamber. They don't need another pay-per-view. That was absolutely just... You know what it is? And they won't say it. I, I just realized exactly what it is, Ray. Um, this is the test pay-per-view to make sure that everything's going uh, to go, work with the Peacock Network. That, that, that's got to be what it is, because there's no other reason to have a pay-per-view two weeks before WrestleMania. I that's that is the correct assessment, yes. Yeah. What else you got, Rat Boy? Uh well you got what you just said about Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. I think they're trying to set up for a triple threat match to edge in it for WrestleMania. <clears throat> Rat Boy, I want you to start coming on uh, every week that you call in, I want you to have a match and I want you to rate it um, out of slices of cheese. So I, I give this match two slices of cheese. I give this match four slices of cheese. I give that women's match shredded cheese. And I just see, I just see, I still skim. Good. And I see something else that involving the females. Okay. Hold on, rap boy, real quick, because I cut out when you were talking. What did you refer to Bobby Lashley <laughs> as? Because you didn't call him by his name. What did you refer him as? Say that one more time. Bobby Lashley, a, a black athlete. A black athlete. I hate black okay. representative athlete or something like that. He called him. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. All right. 
I, what I said is that I think, uh, you know, if you're going to separate it by color, I think Bobby Lashley is a tremendous representative, and uh, it's long overdue. He 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 is the MVP of WWE yep. in the last year, yeah. or at least of Raw, I should say. And I can yeah. see something yeah. else, but there are females on Raw, okay? Oscar mm-hmm. and Charlotte Flair wants to belt. I think they're going to put uh, Reba Ripley in, in that match for a triple threat match. Reba Ripley. Reba, yes. shout out to Reba. This guy's all Teddy Long enough tonight. Uh, triple threat match. <laughs> yeah, triple threat match. He already wants Daniel and, Bryan in there with Edge. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden. He's saying he wants to fight Daniel Bryan. Yeah. You don't think they would do that, do you? I think so. Oh, God. <laughs> Edge, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns. Ratboy, I'm going to throw three names at you. I want you to tell me who they're going to fight at WrestleMania. All right. AJ Styles. Oh, good question, because I have no idea. I'm going to say AJ Styles. I'm not sure yet. Nakamura. Nakamura? I'm not sure yet. Oh, man. Not sure yet. This leads to my this leads to my topic. Uh and uh Cesaro. Oh, it's gonna be Jeff Rollins. There you go. Oh, you know what I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Well one out of three ain't bad. Thanks for calling in, Rat Boy. All right, bye bye. Bye, brother. And you can of course check out Rat Boy on the uh YouTube. Just search V O C Nation, any of the in the room clips, Rat Boy's there playing with his toys and being silly in the background, and it's, uh, it's great. It's uh, He actually renamed his uh, camera the Ratty Bam Cam tonight, which is good. I, I recommended he go with, like, Rat Cam or something like that rather than his real name. Uh, you know, I, I read a report today, Derek, and it kind of bothered mm-hmm. me. Um, I read that Vince McMahon has taken scissors to everything they had planned for WrestleMania, and this is the closest to the big show they've ever gotten where they're rewriting everything almost from scratch. <sighs> like when we were younger, Ray, they would plan this stuff out a year and a half. A year and a half, yep. So all that means is Vince is going to call Brock. He's probably going to tell Triple H to get in shape, and he's going to put them on the card now. That's Shane? That's what that means. Shane, Shane and Braun? Goldberg. Come on. Who wants to see that? You know, at... Adam Pierce is going to be on a featured match, and AJ Styles might not make the show. Just, just let that sink in. I, I, see, I, I wonder who they want AJ because they've been protecting AJ. I wonder who they want him to fight. I don't know. Maybe Triple H. Oh I God. I, I feel like a lot of the, I feel like a lot of this is creative stagnation from them not wanting to blow big shows without an audience. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that damn brand split is killing them again. It's it's yet more evidence that the brand split is not good. It uh, mm-hmm. it, it forces them to devalue guys in an attempt to get other guys on their level to make matches for both brands. You know, um, if they were all on the same show. Opponents to potentially pair AJ Styles with. That's true. Not, oh God! I, I hope they don't put him in there with Randy and Bray after this week. 
I just realized that's probably what they're going to do. A triple threat match, player. Hold on a minute, players. (laughs) We're going to make this a triple threat tag team match. I'm dancing. If you guys were on YouTube, you'd see it. (laughs) A tag team. An exploding barbed wire match. Oh, my God. A triple threat tag team exploding barbed wire match. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. I'm on board. You get tagged in and you have to (laughs) hop over the barbed wire. (laughs) It's going to be AJ Styles against uh, Wade Barrett. It'll be amazing. Actually, I'd be down for that match. That's what they should do. That's what they should do. Not Wade Barrett. They should they should put him in there with Adam Cole. Yeah, it's time for him to get called up. I yeah. I want to go back to the I, I I'm still not mixing the Wade Barrett idea. <laughs> he would be good. Wade Barrett. Do we still got that? Do we still got the? Oh, we do. I miss that. I miss that. I do too. Although I definitely like it when uh, somebody gets hit in the crotch and he says the wedding tackle. I think that's amazing. <laughs> what in the wedding tackle, Beth? Yeah, but we got more callers, Ray, so don't worry. No, no, that's fine. I was gonna say we better start. We better start getting the callers at some point. But Derek, you were about to say something. No, I was about to say that Adam Cole AJ, AJ stuff. I, I like that. They probably won't do it, but I like that. That makes sense. No, they won't. They won't. It'll Too probably be Adam Cole and uh, Finn Balor, because I'm sure they'll yeah. try and get an NXT match on there. Although, yeah, I, I think now that they broke that group up. Uh, there is once you do the blow off match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, which probably should happen at the takeover WrestleMania, um, there really is no reason to have Adam Cole in NXT. No reason at all. He he's just floundering down there. You could even recreate that group with the three of them and just have Adam Cole not in it. Maybe even add a fourth guy. Which kind of makes sense. Um, probably makes too much sense. But uh, yeah, you got to start. You can't keep Adam Cole and Tommaso and those guys down there. They're starting to get stale. They've done everything they can do down there, even though Tommaso doesn't right. want to get moved up. But yeah, yeah. But honestly, this was the year he should have been on the main roster because he wouldn't have had to leave Orlando anyway. Yep, made the most sense. Yeah. Uh, yes, Ratboy Strowman versus McMahon is a dumb match, but. Matches could they possibly make that like like first of all I don't know everything they had planned but you can kind of see where things are headed and I don't see who they can bring in that's going to add any excitement to this because you're right right it's creative stagnation because they want to hold it off for crowds uh, but there's a whole other a, a, a whole other element to this where it's just creative stagnation. There really is 
there are far too many guys and girls on this roster that are just doing nothing right now. Bailey was an mm-hmm. MVP all year. Who's she going to fight? I bet you they make her the host. I bet you they make her the host. Oh, God. <laughs> Come through the door. Ding dong. <laughs> Ding dong. Use the door. Uh, here's, my, here's my thing. Um, they like they have guys like yeah. Ricochet and Aleister Black and <laughs> Bailey, who, who creative has nothing for. And if I ran that company, right. and your and your job was creative, and you had nothing for my talent, I would fire creative because you're you're basically telling right. me I can't do I can't do my job. Like, okay, get out of here. I'll find somebody who can. And that's been so. a gripe for years. By the way, Aleister Black would be perfect in the new uh, in the new. Um, uh, uh, group in NXT. Put him with yeah. Kyle O'Reilly, and and uh, he would be amazing there in that spot. What? He needs, he yeah. needs to do something. Well, speaking of ding dongs, let's go to the door. Uh, what's going on, Dustin? Nothing much. How you doing, brother? Doing good. What's uh? I'm I'm doing great. So good. Good. Have you um, been down to the performance center? I know you live in Orlando. Yeah, uh, except the fact that I'm dealing with a personal matter, which me and you got discussed off the air. A personal matter? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, that stuff that's been going on. with with You you know who? I'm not going to say his name on here in case he's listening. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, so I've been dealing with that. It's it's been, been, been really bothering me. He's accusing me of something I didn't do. Well, I you know, Dustin, run your storylines on your own program. You know, I I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. No, I know. I'm just like, uh, honestly, I agree with you. Stuff with the mania stuff, like really, I don't know what what they're planning for mania. Like, really, it's kind of weird that Vince McMahon would cut up the script right before WrestleMania and then change everything. It it does seem odd to me. It does. Um, but then I like, you know, I look and I wonder how many like. Things that happened recently are like Vince McMahon uh, additions, like Derek, for example, uh, Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. That strike me as a Vince McMahon addition. <clears throat> that seems to me like something that he would do. Yeah, and then you tell you can throw Shane off of something really, really high. It'll be great. <laughs> like, oh no, and he'll call you stupid. No, no. <laughs> um, uh, Brady, it's obviously going to be it's going to be Drew and, and Drew and Bobby Lashley for the title at Mania. Drew and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I'll tell you what, I, Lashley... I think also that um, in spite of what people want, I think you're going to get um, the two blondes taking on Nia and Shayna for the tag title. It's going to be Lashley, Lashley McIntyre with, Matt, with Lashley retaining the championship. I don't want Lashley to lose right now. Yeah, well, I I don't know if he's gonna lose, but I guess we'll see. That would be shocking, like uh, Brady. Lose. That would be shocking. Uh, Clay, uh, Baxter hits Claymore kick on Lashley, goes to Panama, Lashley kicks out at one. <clears throat> what about a good old-fashioned draw? When's the last time they had a draw? Uh, WrestleMania, the the one where the Rock hosted the, the Miz and John Cena. Remember? Oh. Wasn't that like a countout? Yeah, no, I'm talking like a like time a limit draw, like, like, hey, we went 45 minutes and nobody won. That would be interesting. 
I know they don't do time limits really, but they should. Like AEW does. Listen, I I want I want Lashley to win, but I don't want McIntyre to lose mo- more momentum. So ideally, right. I would book it in such a way that mm-hmm. right. We were talking about this like a week or two ago. Like I I want that to be the main event later on in the year. So I don't want to devalue mm-hmm. McIntyre and everything that you've done for the last year. Right. <clears throat> Right. That's, I mean, that's really, that was kind of the centerpiece of the show's discussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so maybe make it an ambulance match, and then last year stop him in an a- and then he'll disappear until SummerSlam, like Shaq did. Uh, well, uh, Brady, they could have Sheamus get involved, and 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 in a no contest with Sheamus getting that's involved. Oh. What about? What about? Like, this is just a bite off of, like, AEW's idea, but to take it a step further, what if, like, Drew McIntyre went into the ambulance, but only the top half of him came out? Like, the bottom half was just gone. Like David Copperfield. Like the magic ambulance, you know? It made Shaq disappear, and it cut Drew McIntyre in half. Drew (laughs) McIntyre. Go ahead, John. Um... Uh, Brady, I'd like to see uh, Dominic oh, and Ray yeah. versus versus Ziggler and Rude for the titles. I mean, yeah. you might get that. Although I, 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 if I'm the Street Profits, I'm I'm pretty pissed that I'm not the, wearing the belts when when you've only got half the roster on that show. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they were so good. I don't understand why they would take the belts off them. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that either, Brody. I, I was shocked by that. I, I couldn't believe that they would take, but like that, to have Ziggler and Rude win, and that was shocking. As Rapboy would say, they're fine representatives. Yeah, um, uh, Brody, who do you think? Who do you think? Do you think the uh, the the uh, hurt business with the Raw Tire titles? Who do you think's gonna face the Mania? I don't know. You're gonna fight New Day. They're starting it this week. You know what? All the way to WrestleMania, New Day will rewin it. You know what? Bring, bring, bring back the primetime players. Book it. Primetime yeah. players. That'd be great. Book That'd it. be great. Primetime players. Um, I would love um, it. Brady, uh, I won't be surprised if Mustafa Ali wins U.S. title on Brawl this week, this upcoming week. Do you think – do you why think is, now why that... Is, why does it... Hold on. Sorry, I have a question. I have a question. Dustin, does anyone care what you think? I do. No. Okay. Oh, I do. Cool. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking if it was U.S. title and Raw, like, that would be yeah. shocking. You get to be like Spider. Tell Ray to go F himself, you know? I'm only... <laughs> No, I'm gonna watch what I am gonna I'm gonna watch what I say because I don't want to be shoot you in the foot. You tell him to go f himself. <laughs> Brady, actually, I'm, I'm gonna watch what I say so it's not held against me. Uh, you're fine. You're fine. Listen, I, I'm just playing. Uh, but you know what? I feel like WrestleMania. It's two nights. Uh, now is the perfect opportunity to expand each night to seven hours, like it used to be, and then they could get oh, the God. entire roster involved. It would be amazing. Oh, Fourteen hours oh, yeah. of WrestleMania. <laughs> Or like, what about like a marathon? You know, you could like they used to do like uh, like the guest hosts. You know, what if Jerry Lewis hosted the WrestleMania marathon and it started Friday at five o'clock 
and it ended at like three o'clock in the morning on Sunday, on Monday. You know they would do it. You just see him coming out with his dance number, you know. Oh well. They could, they could get everybody. They could get everybody involved then. There you go. That's what yeah. I want. Like. Without needing Bring a battle. Bring back Peter Gabriel with a big time. Um, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Brady, who do you think's going to win the – who do you think's going to win between Tony Storm and Io Shirai tomorrow? Io Shirai. Uh, I think Io Shirai is going to win. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about that match. Like it's going to end a screwy finish like for Tony, Tony Storm, Storm a lot, title. and I'm not sure why. Oh, I, I think, I think yeah. it's going to be a great match. Those two? Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. It's going to be very hard hitting, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And Adam Cole versus Finn Balor match tomorrow. Uh, which I'm mean, probably in a no contest or something. Or Kyle Riley's going to show up. Probably. That's what I'm thinking. Kyle Riley. Maybe that's probably the WrestleMania match. It'll be Finn versus Kyle versus Adam. It's not bad. With Kyle winning the title. Yeah. I live with that. I would like to see Kyle win the title. Having pin Adam Cole. That way, don't hurt Finn Balor. I, I think Finn Balor is like Teflon at this point. I don't think yeah. he can really mess with yeah. I mean, he lost well, everybody when he was on the main roster. Well, I'm just saying, like, if it hurt his momentum, like, it's ever since one of the bells, like, the, that way he say he yeah. has and lose the title and he gets a rematch. Hey, I'm more worried about Adam's momentum, though, especially if he's going up to the main roster. Yeah, um, there's a lot of matches uh, on on SmackDown. I like I like to see I would like to see him face Roman for the title. Who Adam Cole? Yeah, if if Roman beats Edge, Mania. Yeah, I'm just glad he's probably not going to go to 205 Live because that's what I was worried about. <laughs> um, uh, Brady, uh, I thought about it a little bit. A little, I was surprised on SmackDown last week for the first time in months we saw Murphy on TV. Yeah, what do you think about that? Like, he, did he dump his girlfriend? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> I don't know. Like, really, Seth, Seth is like, get out of my face. We we were talking about this earlier, Derek, uh, because Matt Matt Grimm brought up like, you know, how people are criticizing AEW for having like rough edges and like. WWE really isn't any better, you know. Maybe they're better with, like, pyrotechnics. But, like, you know, they do storylines for six months and then just drop it out of nowhere with no explanation. I mean, They do that all the to, time. To, to be fair, Murphy had his storyline dropped because one of the guys went to a New Year's Eve party, got COVID, and then got fired. So, to be fair, that's why Murphy has been has been fired? Uh, one of the guys, uh, Cutler, one of the guys Steve who was Cutler. with, uh, yeah, that was with Baron. Remember Baron was doing the thing, he had the two guys with him, and it was Ray and Dominic Yeah, and but what does it have to do with Murphy? Well, Murphy was in the storyline with him, and the guy got fired. So oh. I guess they had they had to stop the storyline. I well, guess I forgot Brady, that Murphy was in the storyline. Well, Brady, it was, supposed to be, be, it was supposed to be Murphy, Dominic Mysterio, and Ray Mysterio versus Steve Cutler. Blake and King Corbin. That's the storyline that was supposed to be. No, but one of them, one of them is on Raw though, isn't that the guy who got fired? No, no, no that's Jackson a, Riker. That's Riker. Jackson Riker. Oh, he's the he's the uh, hardcore Republican guy, right? The guy that was. Uh, he was the guy that was like <laughs> saying the tweets about Trump. 
and, and yeah. Black Lives and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and they, they kind of kicked him out the locker room. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, now I remember that now. I, I didn't remember who was who. Yeah. yeah well. Now they got him paired pair with a loss. Well, that's great. Um, uh, Birdie, I got one more thing to mention before I get off here. Uh, what do you think of Bad Bunny as in the 24-7 stream? Bad Bunny? Um, I don't. <laughs> Does he still have that belt? Yep. Yeah, he hadn't lost. Yeah, I want to see him fight he, in a real match and defend it. Is he taking it to that award show he's going to be on? I think Probably. so. Uh, be, hey, Brady, it would be funny. In the middle of his performance on the live TV, our truth comes in with a referee and hits one, two, three, wins title on TV. If who does, our truth? Yeah, if our truth gets to well, he's wanting yeah. he comes back and gets the belt back. What do you think about, because WrestleMania is in Tampa this year, uh, what do you think about Rob Gronkowski coming out and challenging him? Uh, I would like to say, I'd rather see Tom Brady do it. Yeah. Tom Brady. Hope you, hope you sure. Brady. No, I want to go oh, down oh. there. I want Gronkowski. <laughs> they play both of them try to fight him. It'd be funny if Robert Kowski wins and then Tom Brady comes up from behind and rolls up Robert Kowski to win the belt. Yeah. That's the hilarious. What'd you yeah, say, Ray? I guess like a, like a streaker, I guess, could run in and like try and pin somebody and if the referee counts it, it's gotta count, right? Yeah. Dustin, yeah. why don't you challenge for it? Nope, I'm good. Uh uh You can nope, wear clothes, uh, you don't have to go naked. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm good. I, I'd rather not. Like, I really, I'd rather say to myself because I'm gonna be at WrestleMania. I'll have my stylist get an outfit for you, like a like a ring gear. Like I'm actually gonna get. I'm actually. I'm actually, Brady. I'm gonna get up to the tickets off the tickets office early so I can get my mm-hmm. tickets mm-hmm. for WrestleMania next start and start next week when they start selling. Why, why would you get the tickets? You were so upset last year. You tore up your tickets. So why would you get new ones? Yeah. That's true. Well, it's because the last year's show was canceled, and I was mad about it. No, but you can't, you ripped them up before it got canceled. You said you just weren't going to go. Who was well, it? I I you, you were mad. You were mad about somebody. Who was he mad at, Derek? Do you remember? Yeah, he, he said it, he it was Shane. Uh, it was Shane Laser. That's why I did it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he yeah. thought Becky Lynch was going to lose the belt. Yeah, <laughs> and which, which I'm glad didn't happen. <laughs> Bummer, huh? Oh yeah, we all. Go Um, Brady, uh, I heard that I heard that William Regal's announcing that we got a big announcement regarding something big on NXT tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Going to be the signing of Christian. <laughs> no, actually, I heard it's something to do with do with the NXT Women's Tag Titles that are supposed to debut. Which I figured is what would happen. Uh, yeah. It makes I'm wishing I hope. Yeah, it, it, uh, well, Brady, maybe Seth Rollins is coming to NXT. Uh, well, Brady, wishing I hope Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez <laughs> won the titles. Yeah. You know what would be great, Dustin, is if um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler fought Raquel and Dakota Kai for the NXT tag team titles and they won them. Like Nia and uh, Shayna, so they unified the uh, belts after all that. Um, William uh, Regal would have to storm off and get all mad. Brady, I would not be happy about that. I was very mad about the way that match ended last week, the controversial ending. Dakota Kai was not the legal uh, partner in that match. 
I missed a good William Regal promo. Oh my gosh. Who doesn't? Yeah, I love him. So, yeah. Um, well, brother, hopefully it works out. Well, well this, this phone call has been like a root canal. Anything else, Dustin? <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. Wow. Yeah, it's like a root canal with no Novocaine, you know? Let's <laughs> just dig right in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. That's right. uh, Tora called back. Let's just see if we can get her real quick, and then otherwise we're done. But what's going on, Tora? Tora? Sparklers! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I, I say yeah. we get out of here. I don't know what you guys think, but it's been a fun night. Me too. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, man, yeah. I have nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. Uh, but not, nothing but fabulous show. I say we kick it to Stroh so he can do his proppers, and then we get out of here. Let's do the proppers. Have at it, Stroh. Thursday night, WCW Retro. It's Ric Flair night. So bring your Ric Flair stories. Woo! Retro, 19 Eastern Standard Time, and then later on that night, a special time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on the my uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash show the maestro, will be another edition of my hour type I show, the show zone, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with the double feature, first feature being Spider Baby, and second feature being Bright, so please finish Absolutely. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to In the Room tonight, right here live on the Beatles Nation Radio Network. Be sure to check out all the other great shows on the network, including Shelly Live tomorrow. we got uh, Wrestling with History with Voice of Choice and Killer Ken Resnick and now Bill After. Shelly Live has shown Martinez, by the way. Nothing to uh, snooze at right there. Uh, we also have WCW Retro with the Stroh, special tribute to Rick Flair on Thursday. Uh, lots of great content all weekend long. Be sure to check out VOCNation.com. Go to the YouTube channel, type in VOCNation, and uh, subscribe to us. You'll see when the latest episodes drop there as well. Uh, and lots of great content being added almost daily on uh, there. Don't forget to look for us on your favorite podcast platforms as well. Uh, thank you to all the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ask for, Kathy Stroh, Derek, Ray, Macron, everybody. Just top-notch, fantastic. Thank you all. It's been a truly great time. And uh, we'll talk to you guys real soon. Oh, and don't forget to check out the Pro Wrestling Team store, ProWrestlingTeam.com backslash VOC. Uh, finally, I forgot to mention, actually, two things I forgot to mention. Busy guy, I guess. Uh, new website coming to the mock-up for it. it looks tremendous uh, so that'll be debuting in the next uh, probably month or so I would say probably in time for Wrestlemania we're going to have a new website and uh, I expect it's going to be an amazing thing so be sure to keep an eye out for that uh, ECWA returns in, in April with Night of Unusual Magic and then May is the uh, Super 8 tournament the uh, 25th edition so uh, we will be announcing some stuff with that and uh, potential interviews there in the coming weeks. So be sure to uh, to stay tuned. And uh, everybody, thank you for checking out In the Room. Everybody, be good to each other. 
Take care. I love you all very much. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.